Welcome to this week's episode of Tactics and Tapas. I'm your host, Lucas Garden, and in this week, we have La Liga's match day 10 of the, the year 2023. Big week for this week. Tied all up at the top. Girona win 5-2 big against area. Real Madrid drop points against Sevilla in a very uh, controversial game that saw fans yet again make racial signs at Vinny Jr. after he went in on goal. Sevilla did well in handling and removing the fan right away, but I can't believe after all these incidents, this seems like, I believe it's the 10th incident so far, or against Vinny Jr. at least, that Spain still has this problem within soccer and within its country that racism is racism is blatant everywhere and definitely no place for it in the game and uh i feel bad for Vinny and, and all the uh black players that play in spain like i know it's not most of the country but it's just those few bad apples that make it worse for uh everyone else and that's what and unfortunately for spain like that's what their stereotype does um as being racist and uh it makes everyone in spain look racist when uh, a bad apple does something like this and unfortunately it happens yet again uh Sevilla fan is removed thankfully Sevilla handle it handle it well like I said um and he's banned from the stadium and not gonna be able to go to any future soccer matches ever in the country of Spain at least moving on Barcelona barely escape Atletico Bilbao also, at the end of this episode, we get you ready for this upcoming week. A big week in La Liga. Probably the biggest, well, this and the away fixture, or the reverse fixture anyway, is the biggest week in La Liga. El Clasico is this Saturday, uh, 9.15 in the morning over here in this in Central Time uh, in the States. Uh, big game, Barcelona hosting at Mountain Juic. Uh, be interesting to see first El Clasico there. Big game, uh, definitely title hopes on the line, or this game defines La Liga uh, most times. And both teams struggling last weekend, to say the least. And uh, whoever wins this game more than likely will be the one contending with Atletico Madrid for the title when it comes down to the end of the year. But we will preview that after we recap this past weekend's action in the Liga. And we'll start in Sevilla at the sanchez Pizjuan, where Real Madrid and Sevilla play to a 1-1 draw. We already touched on the Vinny uh, incident that happened in the stands. But first game back, moving on to the actual content of the game that happened, first game back for Sergio Ramos versus Real Madrid. It's got to be definitely a... Heartfelt for him. He spent most of his time there uh, in his career from 2005 until he left the club. And I want to say this 2020 was one of those COVID moves that happened. Uh, he played really well in this game. He was the reason that for most of the, of the first half, at least, that uh, Real Madrid didn't get a goal. Um, that And there was a couple uh, decisions by the ref that got called back that uh, – were controversial. There was a goal that seemed that, or 
a chance that seemed like it was going to be a goal from uh, Fetty early on that got called back from way back at the other end of the pitch, it seemed like, or it was on uh, Lucas Ocampos uh, after Rudiger was softly fouled. I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't say it was a, a foul given in most games, to be honest, but it was called nonetheless, and the goal was taken off the board. But, yeah, I'm Sergio Ramos in this game. Uh, I felt like I'd, I've stuck it to Real Madrid uh, since coming back. He's been, well, unfortunately for him, he was the reason that uh, Barcelona beat Sevilla after an own goal. But in this game, he, he dominated them. He showed that he was probably the best defender. I'd say he was the best defender on, on the pitch throughout the game. Uh, he even came close in the end, scoring a, a header that was saved by Kepa. And talk about Kepa. Kepa had a very, very good game, I would say, for most of the part. Had a great game and then gives up a terrible deflected own goal off of Alba. Like, cross comes in and defects off Alba's side. And then Kepa dives for it. Hits, hits his hand, then bounces off his head and into the back of the goal. And that puts up Sevilla uh, 1-0 with only 74 minutes left in the game. Or 74 minutes into the game. So it was a deadlock all the way till then. Uh, and that's kind of what you get with Kepa. You get uh, really good performances where he's making save after save and everything look looks like nothing's ever going to get past him. And then he kind of just lets in a very bad, bad chance, like something that you see 18-year-olds make on high school pitches here in America. But, yeah, unfortunately for them, uh, it meant that Real Madrid had to play going forward. Uh for the rest of the game, and they strike back not too long after that, well off of a corner where uh, Danny Carvial scores uh, the header beating uh, beating El Nazari to the uh, to the front post. Great goal, uh, ties it up one one. But Real Madrid still drop points. They are now tied for the lead of La Liga with could be a three way tie if that rainstorm had to move through uh, Madrid. And canceling the Atletico uh, game earlier this season, so Atletico is only three points behind, but also has a three or a game in hand, so it could be a three-way tie. But yeah, Madrid tie this game, dropping points in what seemed going into this game was La Liga's theirs. It's kind of comfortable for them, not so fast, especially with Barcelona coming up. Barcelona gonna push them up like they always do, and obviously. The league's still up for grabs here, and for those other two teams, Girona and Atletico Madrid, they're hoping that both of the Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona drop points as so they can take over the lead in La Liga. Speaking of Barcelona, they played Atletico Bilbao at home in Montjuic. It was a really, I would say, rather boring game. The only bright spot from Barcelona was... Well, for most of the game, the only bright spot for Barcelona going forward was Jao Felix and Ter Stegen was a brick wall in the back for most of the game or all of the game. There was multiple chances from the Williams brothers and uh, Oyen Sunset that got saved that uh, Ter Stegen seemed like he was the best keeper on the day, um, but also 
Unai Simon and the Simon and the other side, just as good, right up to uh, par with uh, Ter Stegen. So it was seemed like it was going to be almost a nil-nil draw all game. Jao Felix led the attack for Barcelona, giving a uh, not giving him, but creating a lot of attacks down the middle. Seemed like Torres was off his game. They started Lopez out on the wing or more towards the center of the front three. Not really. He was kind of out of position. He seemed most of the game. And then towards the 70th minute, Mark Gui comes on. I'm sure you both know by now if you're listening to this podcast that not 27 seconds after he comes on, he scores the winner off of a Igno Martinez pass up to Jeff Felix who drives towards the back of this the center back's back, and Margui gets on end of a pass, slots it home. It's a beautiful goal from uh, Barcelona. Uh, and the 17-year-old, a 17-year-old who hasn't really played for Barcelona's B team, has only been playing for Barcelona's uh, under-17s team um, most recently, scores in his debut. His family's all there to see it uh, at the stadium. It was a, after the game. You can he's comforted by all of his uh, other youth players that were on the bench because Barcelona's injuries are s- still stacking up. It looks like Pedri's probably not gonna make it back for uh, a Clasico, unfortunately. They had this shot uh, during the game of Frankie De Jong, Lewandowski, Pedri, and Rafinha all sitting up in the stands. And I just had to, I was thinking to myself, there's probably not, probably not a team in La Liga, other than maybe Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, that have a better front four than those four. It's crazy how much uh, injuries have affected Barcelona this year. And and ideally, you get some of those players back soon, better than, sooner than later, as Midweek games are coming up with uh, Copa del Rey starting in Spain, as well as Champions League is this week. Uh, Barcelona's away at Shakhtar Donetsk, which would be in Poland since the Ukraine conflict. But still, they're gonna need to. They already have a very uh, shallow squad to begin with, and it's only gonna become or be harder on the players as you're relying on more youngsters like Lamine Yamal and Margui to continue filling these spots for these players that keep getting injured on the uh, when you thought they were going to be there all year for you. And obviously it's not even it's going to make it even worse with Barcelona's financial situation not being the greatest. They're not going to be able to bring in replacements. So ideally you keep these guys healthy, but it's going to I think it's going to turn into a lot more Marquise, Lamine Yamal situations where they're relying on younger youth players to come up and take do a job for them. And a squad that was built to win the Champions League or challenge for the Champions League was what uh, Joan Laporta and Xavi want this team to do. It's not going to be easy if we're going to continue to rely on youngsters. Moving on, Girona put fat five past Almeria. Almeria's woes continue. Still no wins on the season. 
three draws and seven losses. Not looking great in the first game back for or first game under Garantino. It started really well for them though, scoring the first two goals, for scoring in the first two minutes of the game. Almeria go ahead two goals to zero off of two goals from uh, Leo Baptizo, and then the defense seems to crumble in a matter of minutes after their second goal goes in. And they give up three goals and the lead all before halftime in a matter of seven minutes between the 36th and 43rd minute uh, where Dovbrick puts in two or Dovbick puts in two. And then you're going into halftime or thinking that you're going to go into halftime with a comfortable 2-0 lead after Baptizo puts a second in. And you turn around and give up three goals on the trot right before halftime it's got to be demoralizing for those players and I know it's just his first game but there's a lot to work to do for Gertano but Girona do what they need to do Savio come or doesn't come on but gets his gets another goal later in the half and Stuani the Girona great um, comes on later in the half in the second half and breaks his seven games scoreless streak and Girona end up putting five past Almeria and as well putting themselves in tie or in contention tied for the first place in La Liga yet again after Real Madrid as we talked earlier drops points away in Sevilla Girona with their five goals also now leads La Liga in goal scoring with 24 goals. Atletico Madrid is just one behind with 23. Barcelona with 22. And Real Madrid with 21. But still, the team that no one thought much of this year, thought they weren't going to really do too much, maybe mid-table at best, tied for the league in La Liga. On the other hand, Amaria with the worst defense, 29 goals given up, like I said earlier, Zero wins, three draws. Set at the bottom of the table. Fortunately for them, they are bottom of the table, but still five points off the drop. Or five points off of 17th place, which means they're safe. Is it possible for them? They have the players. Like Cesar Montez, great defender, or decent defender anyway. Leo Baptizo shows you in this game. And Babara shows you in this game with his creative ability that he's one of the better creative players in La Liga. They have the players. It's just they can't seem to stop anyone from scoring and not a lot has gone right for him this year obviously. It'd be interesting to see if Garantino is going to be able to turn around. If not, if they don't start picking up things soon, it's almost guaranteed that they're going to be relegated. They next up for them they have Las Palmas, which is a winnable a winnable game, but they're gonna have to show you something in that game if they're gonna uh, make it out of the relegation zone anytime soon. Moving on to the other Madrid team, Atletico Madrid put three three goals past Celta. Antoine Griezmann gets all three, bags himself a hat trick, his third hat trick in La Liga. Is Griezmann now the best player? Is it as he certified himself as the best goal scorer 
in La Liga. Jude Bellingham, not really a goal scorer. Would you take him over Griezmann? Probably, but I think it's more because what he does ever else off the pitch or around the pitch than in front of the goal. Take Lenandowski is a better striker. Lenandowski's injury prone, but does score a lot of goals. He led the goal, uh, the goals in the Liga last year. Out of those three, who, who do you think you take? I'm think I'm still taking Jude, obviously, for what he does defensively and everything else. But if we're talking strictly goal scorers, I think you got to take Griezmann over Rodrigo, Vinny. Rodrigo hasn't even scored since the opening weekend. We'll get into that later, but I think you got to take him over Vinny. I'm taking over Lewandowski right now, just based off pure form. But yeah, Griezmann, three goals in this game, great for Atletico Madrid. They move into fourth or fourth place, but still have that game in hand that's yet to be made up, and look like they're serious challengers for the title as they're the only team to have beaten Real Madrid and they handedly beat Real Madrid earlier this year but as for this game between Celta that penalty that what ended up being a red card early on for uh VR is a ball played in from Marquinhos into Morata VR comes out of his goal knocks the ball down with his hands inside the box so that's not that big of a deal but as the ball comes down, it bounces off the ground. He di- he goes to dive for it. Murata kicks at the ball, kicks and gets there first, kicks it away, and then falls over VR. VR, last man back, automatic red if you're going to call that a penalty. Referee, I guess, correctly gives him a red card, but I don't know if it's – I don't know. I, I think it's a 50-50 ball. Both players go for it. Shouldn't have been a foul to begin with, but if you're going to give the foul – Obviously, the red card is what's needed there because he stopped a goal-scoring chance for Murata. Griezmann steps up, slots it home. Celta Vigo played 10 men down now for the next 80 minutes. They came in the 23rd minute, yeah. So, 70, 80 minutes, yeah. And it's not looking good. They decide to keep on to Rafa Benitez, and I, I thought that was the right choice um, going forward, going into the last international break from last weekend, he was on the hot seat. Do you fire Rafa? Do you keep him? He's at least probably got into, I want to say, the winter break to improve this for Celta. He's lost four of his last six games, drawing two of those. His only one win this year was... I got against Almeria, who sits bottom of the table, along with Celta, who are now in the relegation zone. Going forward, Bamba and Strange Larson has looked good. Ego Aspas maybe hasn't been there as much as he wanted to, but he's definitely still one of the best players at the club. I think they just get unlucky in this game to go down early. Uh, a man giving up the uh, penalty. Then they try to make some adjustments, but obviously doesn't have it's a lot harder to play down a man unfortunately for Celta it doesn't get any easier as they play league tied league leaders Girona this Friday moving on to around the league Osasuna get their first win at home this year on Friday night against Granada 
another struggling team at the bottom of the table. Brian Zaragoza doesn't look great. They go down 10 men. Uh, Granada end up losing. Budimir with two in this one. Real Sociedad win 1-0 versus Mallorca. Still challenging for a Champions League spot there for Real Sociedad. Mallorca only with one win in the season on the season, but still managing to fight out of the relegation spots. Sits just above in 17th. Getafe and Real Betis play to a 1-1 draw. Betis have been struggling as of late, haven't really gotten a lot of wins. Getafe gets a important point at home against Betis. Los Palmas drop points against Rayo Vallecano at home. Rayo Vallecano finds themselves just outside the European spots in 7th with 16 points. Villarreal draw 1-1 versus uh, Alaves. And Valencia on Monday night win 2-0 against Cadiz. Hugo Duro scores in this one. Valencia, a young squad, also challenging for European places as well. Moving on to this weekend, the big weekend for La Liga. Everyone's going to be watching. going to be one of the most watched soccer games all year. El Clasico at... Mount Week gonna be the first time it's to be held here since the Camp Nou has been taken remodeled. They say remodeled, but if you look at the pictures, it looks like it's literally just being taken down and they're gonna just put something back on top of it. It doesn't look like Lewandowski or Gavi or any of the injuries are gonna come back in time for Barcelona. In other news for this game, the Rolling Stones are gonna be the team or the not team, but the kit sponsor, I guess is how you would say it, on um, front of uh, Barca's kit this year. Me, myself, not a big Rolling Stones fan, but it's to promote their most recent album, which is their first album in 18 years, which is almost as old as me, so I definitely haven't definitely haven't listened to it yet, but might have to check it out. If I had to rank what the kit sponsor looks like to compared to Drake's OVO one or Rosalia's, kid sponsor as well i definitely like the rosalia one i'm more of a drake fan though so i'd still think drake's is the best and then it goes rosalia and unfortunately just because i'm not interested in rolling stones and i don't know the lips and tongue is not very i don't know it doesn't look appealing on the front of the kit anyway to me uh, i'd say that's the least my least favorite anyway but not up to me rolling stones gonna get enough publicity about it anyway and and I'm sure it'd be great for both club and uh, the band. I know when I was at the camp now, not that long ago, they had Rosalia's uh, Barcelona kit selling for 400 euros, which is crazy for a kit. I thought paying 120 bucks for a kit was expensive. But moving on, you didn't really want to hear my opinion on all that stuff, I'm sure, anyway. But big performers in this game, I'm... If I'm Real Madrid, you got to look at Jude Bellingham. Looking at Vinny, uh, Rodrigo hasn't scored in 855 minutes across all competitions. His last goal came in the debut or in the first game of the season uh, with Atletico Bilbao. It's not that he hasn't led. He leads Real Madrid in shots on target, shot or shots off target, 
and just trust in general. So I think Rodrigo is one to look out for in this game to break through. Uh, as we'll learn later, I got odds on him and Jude Bellingham to score as anytime goal scorer is at plus 215 and plus 205 for Rodrigo. I know both teams this past weekend didn't look the best. Both teams have midweek games with Barcelona facing Shakhtar Donetsk and Real Madrid playing against Braga. Barca will be playing at home as Real Madrid will travel away to Portugal. Not that far, just a three-hour flight, I'm sure, uh, to Braga, which is, if you catch the pictures of Braga Stadium, it's literally built into the side of a mountain, which is dope. Uh, Both teams probably don't need a win as they both lead their groups with six points, two wins out of the first three matches. And both teams, I would say, are heads above the quality of their opponents. But So it would be a t- good time for them to rotate players, get them rested up for a classic hope. But in my humble opinion, I think Barcelona have looked worse to begin the season. For a prediction, I would say Real Madrid 3, Barca 1. I don't think it'll be even close. The only reason uh, Barcelona, I think, stays in this game is if Jao Felix is able to pick on whoever lines up at left back and it looks like it's probably going to be Mendy. I'm a, I would assume it'd be Mendy in a big game like this. Um, or if it's Fran Garcia, I'd pick on him just as much. You're going to see a lot of attacks going down that left wing, but I don't think the attacking teeth of the Tiburon of Ferran Torres is there anymore. Or right now, anyway, he's kind of in a slump of form since his uh, couple goal, goal streak earlier in the year. And I think Real Madrid have the talent just to overwhelm Barcelona's back line, even though uh, their back line did look pretty decent this last weekend with a clean sheet. Now for your favorite segment, brought to you by the degenerate himself, me. We won three for three last time we did this. Hopefully we can get three for three as well. I'm just doing some flyers for El Clasico, a big game here. i am picked Jude Bellingham or Rodrigo to score. You can get both of them at plus 210 around if you shop it around. For the parlay, I'm getting Girona win versus Celta. I think that'll be a good game to start the weekend off. I'm putting Real Madrid to win versus Barcelona. And I got Atletico Bilbao versus Valencia under two and a half goals on that Sunday game. And that gives you a total... Uh, plus 8.66 for the three-leg parlay if they all hit. Thank you for tuning in this week, guys. Uh, We'll see you next week for a recap of El Clasico. This has been another episode of Tactics and Topics.